Live Radio. Expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Episode number 35 with Big Four Career Lab. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and business coach, and I've decided to bring on other successful entrepreneurs to share their story and how they're helping others to thrive. With me today is James Whitaker. He's the founder of Big Four Career Lab. James never planned on helping others get into the Big Four firms, but after working at Deloitte for more than 10 years as an integral part of their firm hiring process, he decided to help a few friends navigate the difficult and confusing recruitment pathway. These friends were hired almost immediately and encouraged James to use his skills and experience to help other people. That's when Big Four Career Lab was born. Today, he has helped close to 400 people. His mission is to help as many people to get into these firms as possible. Welcome, James. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me. We have a a similar background working for Deloitte. Yeah. (laughs) And that's always wonderful. For those new to what a big four is and what it takes to work at a firm, tell me some of your career experience and what it required from you personally. Sure. So, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, so the, the big four professional services firms are so it's four companies, obviously, uh, Deloitte, PwC, KPMG, and EY. Um, and a lot of people know them as the world's biggest audit and accounting firms because that's a lot of what they do. But they also do a ton of other stuff as well. So they do things like management consulting, real estate, uh, also things, you know, they, they do things like um, they have their own film studios, they have digital marketing. So they're, they're kind of growing in this professional field. And, and that's why a lot of people want to work there because they have such a great reach and they work with so many massive clients. You know, they work with all the big tech companies, they work with all the big utilities companies. So it's a, it's a really cool place to work as, as you know, Amy. And so for me personally, I started working at Deloitte about 11 or 12 years ago. And I actually got hired after graduating with a master's degree in chemistry. So kind of a bit of a unique background. Also, my work experience was working in a cinema, slightly different to the standard, you know, Ivy League business school graduate that you typically would imagine to work at one of these companies. And so throughout that time, you know, I, I got questions from people about how did, how did you do that? So I started helping people along the same journey that I went along. That's pretty amazing. So tell us about your journey in starting your business. You moved on from working for Deloitte and I'm assuming that like most of us that, you know, you kind of dial down your career because it does requires, you know, many hours and, and seven days a week. And so how were you first approached and kind of what happened? Yeah, exactly. So I, over the past few, so I was, I was up to senior manager level, which in the U S is just below partner level. So I was, I was actually on the partner track. So if I'd kept going in my career, I would have become a partner, you know, which is often the aim for a lot of people that work there. Um, but my decision was right. I can either do this, get to partner level. And, you know, that's basically my career and my life for the next 20 or 30 years. Yeah, it probably would have been great. But like you said, it's it's very intense. It's very time consuming. Um, you don't really get a chance to do anything else. And entrepreneurship is always something that's interested me. And so... Um, so yeah, in my spare time, I just not even think, not even really thinking it of it in a business sense. I just started helping people who asked me, you know, James, you got hired with a chemistry major and you were working in a cinema. 
how did you do it? You know, what steps did you take? So I started helping people just on a kind of ad hoc basis. And then it grew from there. I started my website about two and a half years ago, two, two and a half, three years ago. Um, it actually grew really quickly. So it wasn't even the best website in the world, but it grew from a few hundred people in the first few months to after about seven or eight months, I had about 30,000 visitors per month to my website. So I really knew that people wanted to know the information that I was putting out there. Um, and it got to the point where I had to make a decision, you know, am I going to continue at Deloitte and, and, and do what I'm doing? Or am I going to do the thing that I actually want to do, become you know, a business owner and help the people that are in similar situations to me? And that's how, that's how I started. I think that's really good. And the fact that you've gone into entrepreneurship and I've run into so many other Deloitte alum that have gone into entrepreneurship. And I think you might agree with this, that working for a big four, you kind of learn how to create value and look for ways to create value and, and produce that out of nowhere. And so I think it's a really good kind of a training ground and preparation to do your own business too. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that that point on value is, is massive because even when I was at Deloitte and before I even started thinking about this, I always considered my own career as a little business. And I think it's the same for everybody in Deloitte and, and in the other big four, because, you know, it's not like some, you have a line manager who just piles work on your desk every day. You know, often you have to go out and network with people inside the company to get the best projects, you know, to, to, work, uh, to work on the best clients. And, you know, you have to manage your own time, manage your own billing and things like that. And it increases as you go up in the organization. So I would definitely agree that, you know, in terms of building entrepreneurial skills, that is definitely one of the places that you can do that the most while still having, you know, a, a typical full-time job. Yeah, I definitely think that I credit a lot of my success and what I've been able to do so far to what I've learned there. So it's pretty amazing. So what hurdles did you personally face in starting your business and how did you overcome them? Because I'm assuming that, you know, you started this and it started getting rolling, but has it been very organic for you or have you had any like struggles that you've had to overcome? Yeah. So quite a few struggles, I would say, and I'm sure you'll know this Amy, as well, but there's, I think there's always hurdles in business, you know, even if you're probably even more so when you're running a massive company, but you kind of, you get a bit more pragmatic about it. You know, when stuff happens, I remember my first refund request that I ever got, which well, actually, because it was the, the guy just hadn't got the link that he needed to get. So I just sent it to him and it was fine. But when I got that thing and it was on PayPal, I was like, oh my God, this is like a fail. This is the worst thing ever. You know, now when I get that, it's, it's nothing, you know? And, and so I think the, the problems are always there, but you, you just deal with them in a different way and the problems kind of get bigger. But in terms of when I first started, I think the biggest challenge for me was the first thing was focus because at the time when I first decided to, to quit my job, I was actually, I had a few different things, uh, a few different irons in the fire. So I was running an uh, e-commerce store. Uh, I was 
doing a couple of other things and I was, I was doing this as well. And I just didn't have time to focus on it. It wasn't really growing and working the way I wanted it to. So I just made a decision. I was like, right, I'm going to sell my other businesses. So I sold my e-com store, stopped doing the other things I was doing and just really focused on this because I really believed in it. And since I've been doing that, it's really, you know, it's, it's grown nicely. And then I think the other thing was messaging and offer and understanding what do people actually want out of this? The first thing, I mean, I've gone through a lot of different iterations. The first few things I did were selling eBooks. Uh, they were kind of $60, $70 eBooks. Good value, but it, it was not really, I wasn't really, I, I couldn't really give people enough value in a book form. So then I moved to a more high level coaching program which worked really well, but it was just incredibly time consuming. So now I'm kind of in a position, which I think a lot of kind of expert businesses are where you have a hybrid approach of, uh, you know, a do it yourself online program uh, with videos and workbooks and things. And then also a, a high level coaching program for people who want that. So I think working out exactly what I was delivering to people, and I'm still doing it now. I mean, I'm still, you know, we were talking about webinars before I'm still, working out what to say to people, what things are going to convince them that there is value in this and it's that, you know, they're going to get much more out of it than the, the upfront investment that they have to make. And I think because, you know, comparing to my e-commerce experience where I was selling, you know, if you're, if you're advertising, let's say a watch online, everyone knows what watches, everyone knows what it does. They can see it. It tells the time. It's quite easy to sell in a way. Whereas what I'm doing, there is literally no one else doing it. So, you know, there's other career coaches, but there's no one specific in this industry that's doing it like, like I do it. So it's kind of an education as well and letting people know exactly why they need this and how it's going to help them, which is, again, probably been one of the hardest things and is going to be one of the hardest things over the next six months while I try and scale this up. Yeah. You know, I can so identify with that. I coach a lot of people to how to start businesses on Amazon and there's so much misconception out there where they think that it's just a get rich thing and that they don't have to really start a, an actual business. And they, mm -hmm. just think, they just think it's like eBay, you know, and I've had so many people come to me that have tried to do it on their, so, their own and failed because they've listened to just like the high, oh, other people bragging. So it's similar, you know, other people can probably relate as well, but you, you really do. You're like, okay, how do I really get through to, and, and I think that you have a huge challenge with a big four because it's really difficult. Like somebody asked me the other day, what does the big four do? And like, yeah, trying to, trying to answer that. And they're like, oh, they're, they're like, they're like a recruitment. And I'm like, no, I mean, they do, <laughs> they do some of that, you know, and they're like, oh, so they do taxes. Well, one, that's one service, <laughs> I know. And, you know, they, they can pretty much be your whole business if that's what you need, you know? So it's incredible. And like, you know, I think of all the federal government stuff that I was a part of when I was at Deloitte and there's, there's just so many aspects to it. So I want to ask you this next question, which I'm sure that a lot of people are wondering, especially those who have not even tried to apply for a big four. Yeah. Why can't you just apply and like, you know, go on Indeed, find the job and just send it in your resume and that work. Yeah. And, and that's one of the biggest challenges that I have to overcome. I think a lot of people, so it kind of falls into two buckets. There's people who've done it and failed and people who think they can do it and haven't tried yet. 
Uh, and you know, and, and that exact thing is where people go completely wrong. Um, and there's, there's two statistics that, that prove this. So the first one is the, the hiring rate. So the hiring rate at Deloitte specifically, and you, you can go online and look this up in the, in their annual report is 1.4%. So more than 98% of people that apply get rejected. And you know, the overwhelming majority of people that apply are people that apply online. And the other thing is the fact that a huge proportion of the jobs that are actually available are never advertised on the job boards because they already have somebody in mind, whether it's somebody at one of their clients, whether it's someone that they've networked with, whether it's someone that they just know personally, who they think is right for that job. So in many cases, you know, in most cases, the jobs never even find their way to the job board because that they, they literally don't want to hire people through the online means because it just takes so much effort. You know, if you think you, they might get a thousand resumes for this job, then they have to go through them all, decide which ones are the right ones, maybe invite 20 people into interview, talk to all those people, reject a load of them. You know, maybe nobody will even be suitable anyway, or they can just pick that one person that they already know, they already know is good and they already know has been referred to them by someone else. So that's the big difference, you know, that, and, and it's how do you take that knowledge of the fact that applying online as your only approach is going to fail. And so you need to build these connections. You need to go through what I call the hidden job market. Okay. And what I teach is essentially how to do that. So, because, you know, it's easy to say, okay, well, you need to make connections. You need to, uh, you need to go through this hidden job market, but most people just don't know how to do that. And that's exactly what I teach because, you know, I saw it when I was at Deloitte. I did it myself when I got hired with a, with a chemistry major. And, and, you know, that's essentially overall why this works so well and why applying online to answer your question is literally the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. In my experience too, I totally agree. I, I didn't apply online. It was somebody that referred me. And yeah. a lot of people don't realize too the Deloitte alumni network of once you've worked there, there's a full on networking groups that still meet. And, you know, we still get invited to Deloitte events, Deloitte University, all these different training events. And there's a reason for that because they really value the relationships. So I, and mm-hmm. so every time I tell somebody that, oh yeah, I'm still part of this network and I got this inv- invitation, I'm going to go hang out with everybody. And they're like, what? They still want you around? You haven't worked there for so long. I'm like, yeah, but I still stay connected. Mm-hmm. I think that to a degree, when you go out there and you succeed at anything, some people understand the level of just networking. And and I think with Deloitte, it goes on to the point of that's how you succeed at Deloitte is networking and with clients and internally. And mm-hmm. so if you don't understand that and if you can't build the relationships and get connected to the right people and know how to do that, then you wouldn't succeed in the firm anyway. So I think Exactly. No, and that that's you've you've identified, you know, exactly what I teach people. Um, and I call it business model reflection because essentially what you're saying is I'm going out and building a network and building connections with the people that might want to hire me because I know that that is the number one thing that they want me to do when I get hired. So you're kind of proving to them already that you're really good at the job. You know, the the technical skills and GPA and all those things, you know, everyone's got those things. So it's, it's the, it's the perceived value side of it that you have to prove. Yeah. That's really good. So what are some of the top challenges of those you're coaching and how does your program address some of those? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think the key ones are the mindset that applying online will work. You know, we just spoke about what that and why it won't. And then the mindset that people, that, that they can succeed. So a lot of people that come to me are people that have applied already and failed, or they're worried about failing, or they think their GPA is too low, things like that. So it's about, you know, twisting that and saying to them, you know, hey, maybe your GPA is a bit lower than somebody else who's on your program, but it's that's not the only thing. It's all these other things. You know, if, if you're the person who they know is going to be really successful in their career, they're going to hire you rather than the person with the, the slightly higher GPA, because that's not what it's all about. So that's, so mindset is a big one at the beginning. Uh, and then understanding and selling your own value, which is one of the key things because, you know, understanding what specifically you can offer outside of those things like GPA and your, your just work experience, what other things can you offer? Um, and then how do you sell that? You know, it's not, it's not about just saying, I can do this. You need to be able to describe it in a way that matches with what they actually want you to do on a day-to-day basis. So that's another thing that we, that we teach in the program. And then technically, how do you actually go about getting hired through this hidden job market? So things about referrals, how building contacts with key decision makers and, and exactly how you do that step by step. So, you know, there's tons of different ways of doing it. And I, I teach people. And then finally, obviously interviews is a massive one, building your resume, building your LinkedIn profile, all the kind of standard things you would expect from a, you know, a career readiness program. They're in there, but they are, I would say, secondary to the general understanding of why it works this way, which is like we're discussing relationships being number one, applying online, not being the way to go. So once people understand that, then I can teach them all the other intricacies about what should your resume look like, but understanding the overarching theme, which is that you have to use this method through the hidden job market, otherwise you are just going to fail. So let's talk a little more about networking because I think that this, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be stressed enough. I feel that Deloitte handles relationships differently, like I mentioned previously, than most people are used to. What are some ways that people can, can start to get connected to the right people if they're out there? What's like one thing that they can do? Yeah, so the biggest thing that I teach people is to is to get personal, right? So, yeah, I'm sure you've you've experienced this. I think everybody who's been at a big four firm and probably other places as well is getting tons of requests from people on LinkedIn and other places where it's, they just send you the standard request, right? And that's not going to work because the, people get so many of those all the time. What you need to do is get personal, like I said, and what that and that and that spans a, a ton of different approaches. So, one of the most successful ways that I've seen people of building networks with the right people is through personal connections. So, either asking people that you already know, you know, hey, do you know someone at the Big Four? And it, it's crazy how many people have never done this, and also how many people do know somebody at the Big Four in, in a senior position. You know, it might be your auntie's friend it might be your you know your soccer coach's boyfriend whoever it is if you don't ask you'll never find it and that happens so much and then you can also do that on linkedin by looking at your second connections and then literally just asking them for a referral you know hey i see you know ex-partner at pwc can you just introduce me and it's those kind of personal connections which are just you know hundreds of times more powerful than just random without any background knowledge or or understanding of why you're doing it and then you know and if you can't get the personal connection just finding out something about the person you know maybe they've written an article online maybe they've recently done you know 
training about something, just mention that in your email or your LinkedIn message to say, Hey, I really enjoyed the training that you did the other day, blah, blah, blah. would be good to connect, you know, and people, they just, people just don't do this. So that's the number one piece of advice I would give is when you're networking, just get personal. Okay. And that's, that's how you do it. That's really good. And, and I think along those lines, once you're in Deloitte, like I, I was in strategic relationship management, which was the department. And that, <laughs> I mean, that in and of itself tells you how important it is. And, you know, we yeah. put together what they call relationship maps, who knows who and how, who can introduce who to who. Yeah. And I would spend hours literally going out. If there was a new CEO that we needed to know, I would go out and find out everything about that CEO, where they spent their free time, what clubs they were a part of, what, where they went to college, who they still were connected to in college. I would troll their Facebook page <laughs> and see who they still knew and then try and figure out who we knew that knew them in some area. And again, it goes back to the point of, unless you really understand all of that, there's no way you could survive working there. So I think it's uh, amazing that you're providing this. And I think too, and nowadays people, you know, they, they, they're told to just, Oh, just go to Instagram and direct message somebody and, you know, connect with people that way. And there's so many people that do that instead of thinking, how can I bring value to this person's life? How can I bring value to their business? How can I, you know, like you said, craft what I, my, my value and present it, you know, in a way that can be received. So that's so good. So um, you have an academy to help get people hired. Can you share some of the success stories around that? Yes. So, um, so there's, there's two specific ones that, that I really like because they just show how powerful this approach is. So the first person, she's a girl called Isha or Isha, and she was uh, an Indian lady who'd been in the UK for about a year. Yeah, but about 11 months uh, because her husband was working there. And she, to stay in the country, she needed to get a visa. And she also had some, you know, some fairly good experience for a big company, but nothing outrageous. You know, she'd had education in India and she really wanted to work for the big four. Uh, and she was, you know, she was extremely dubious about whether I could help her as a lot of people are that, that I work with, but we spoke and I convinced her, I told her kind of what I've told you about how it works. We went through the process and within six weeks. So from, so from us starting together to, to her actually getting her offer, she had interviews with five out of the top six accounting firms in the UK. So all of the big four and also BDO as well. And she got hired into PwC in London as a senior consultant without having an interview and without ever submitting a resume because she did exactly what I said. She built connections with people. She met with this partner and he liked her so much. They met during like a coffee meeting. He said, Hey, can you, can you stay around for another, another hour or so? And he liked her so much that they gave her a job offer the next day. Wow. Exactly. And that shows how powerful this is. So, you know, no resume, no interview, nothing, just doing what we say, you know, and we've discussed now why it works this way on this uh, podcast. And, and you can just see that's the proof that it happens. That's amazing. So you have a couple of different programs and upcoming up soon, you have a free big four training that people can be a part of. I'll link that down below. If you're watching on my website, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. So from, from time to time, so I run these trainings for people and we go through again, what we've discussed on this 
but in a lot more detail and a lot of other things as well. So we'll talk about the hidden job market. We'll talk about value proposition. We'll talk about business model reflection, all the things that people need to know, you know, breaking the beliefs that applying online, doing all the traditional things is going to be the best way for you to succeed. And, you know, it's about typically about 90 minutes long. So go into a lot of detail on each of those things. So yeah, if, you know, if anyone's out there who is thinking of working at a big four firm, then this training is going to massively increase your chances just on its own. You know, it's completely free. Sign up. Uh, I'll see you there. Perfect. So your website is big4careerlab.com. I also want to mention that James has a uh, free Facebook group and it is called Big Four Career Lab. If you're on my website, I will link that down below and uh, you can join there. James, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and your story. I think that it's inspirational and I think that there's so many things that you know, even beyond applying for a big four and working there, there's so much value that you've been able to give. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you very much for having me, Amy. Again, visit James' website at big4careerlab.com. And if you want more information about Thrive Radio, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful week. Mm-hmm.